0: Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 53, John and Wendy talked to Natasha Dust Jardins. I'm your host, John.
1: And I'm Wendy. How's it going tonight, John?
0: I am well. Wendy, I know you are in the midst of some of the biggest fun you have all year, (laughs) and I don't say that facetiously, because my little sister was in the Girl Scouts and did this too. Uh, I know we want to talk talk for a couple minutes about cookie season.
1: It is cookie season. When this comes out, we will be almost uh, almost ready to launch, starting jumping into booth sales and going around the neighborhood. Uh, we actually sell online now, which uh, is pretty cool. So if you guys want to support us and buy some cookies, let me know. I can definitely hook you up. Um, but one of the cool things that Maggie's troop is has decided to raise money for is they're working on their silver award. And that is the second highest award in Girl Scouts. They can or- earn it In sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and so they've decided that they're going to do a podcast series on women who were Girl Scouts and where they are now, what they're doing. They're going—they want to call it After Scouts—and kind of just show people where you can go from Girl Scouting. Um, The new governor of South Dakota is a former Girl Scout, so we're going to reach out to her. But I thought it would be super cool if one of the HR Tribe members. Uh, one of the ladies used to be a Girl Scout and would be willing to chat with the girls. We are just getting started on our planning. Um, but if you were a Girl Scout and you want to help them out with this awesome little project, uh, let me know. Uh, and if you could let me know by the end of February, so we can start planning this out for them, um, and helping them put their calendar together and get their questions all squared away, that would be fantastic. Y'all know how to get in touch with me, reach out on Twitter and, uh, we'll get you hooked up. So Thank you all for um, listening to our little plug here. Uh, excited to help Maggie get this uh, earn this award.
0: I think it's amazing. You might have a second generation podcaster in your midst. <laughs> I don't think she's we would have so thought excited. that a year ago.
1: No, and she's so excited about it that uh, they uh, they just decided off that we we need to do a podcast. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's see how we can do this. <laughs>
0: I think it's awesome. I think it's yeah. awesome, and I'll do a shameless plug too for the cookies. Obviously, if you see, if you met me, you know I'm a fan. However, the really super cool thing is you have this whole uh, ordering cookies that you can send to the troops. Yes. So I, I'm going to be sending a few nickels your way to yep. to have some sent to somebody overseas to have a little taste of home. I think it's I think it's a great yeah. thing that the Girl Scouts are doing to have that. Oh, uh, yeah. In fact, it was at, at Christmas when I saw my niece who is eight. She's also you know selling cookies. And so I gave her some money, at, you know, at way, you know, way early, and her eyes just lit up, and she said, "What's?" This? I said, "Get some cookies and send them to the troops." And so, anyway, I, I yeah. think it's great that you're doing that. But again, I, I, I'm trying to think. I don't know any second generation podcasters yet. Jacob's been on a couple yeah. of Star Joes episodes, kind of in the offing. But I think it's, I think it's awesome. So, oh yeah,
1: it'll be. A lot we'll fun. put
0: the message out there. You know how to get a hold of Wendy? Make sure yeah. that you do, and, and let's get that going. So, all right. Enough cookie talk, though. Yes. At least for the time being. <laughs> Got a great guest tonight. I'm Mm -hmm. super excited. I got a chance to just actually talk to her first time right before we started recording. And I'm going to let you make the introduction, Wendy, and we'll get going.
1: That sounds great. So we've uh, gotten to know Natasha from Twitter. She's been on our Twitter chats a couple of times. And so, so excited to welcome her to, to our show tonight. So as her Twitter tagline describes her, Natasha introduces herself as a human providing resources to humans. Her motto is to always bring the human to the resources she provides. Well, at least she read that line somewhere and clung to it like religion. Natasha is a human resources enthusiast whose overall experience includes providing support and expertise in the talent acquisition and retention, employee training, benefits and wellness, organizational culture, and employee relations. And for the first time in her HR career, Natasha is specializing in benefits and wellness for a nonprofit organization in Washington, D.C. of 1,100 plus employees. Natasha, welcome to the show tonight. We are excited to have you. And our first question is, what's in your glass? Wow, thank you so much for having
2: me. What is in my glass? A glass could not be a glass if I did not have a Lacroix, and I specifically have the blackberry cucumber flavor, which is my ultimate favorite. Oh, well, that sounds good.
0: Now we've gotten Lacroix on here before. We are trying to find sponsorship, Natasha. So the <laughs> the, the, the the flavored, you know, seltzer and soda waters; those things have they have been very very popular in the last many weeks on the show, have they not, Wendy? It seems like we're hearing they, that a lot these days.
1: They have been, and so maybe we need to get the Lacroix girl um to be a part of maybe put her in the back of some of our photos or something um maybe have her follow us around at sherm i don't know maybe fair enough okay
0: (laughs) well we're we're gonna put it out there but so natasha again i was super excited to have you take part because again i know you've been part of our conversation online over the last bit of time don't know a lot of your back story though how exactly did you get started in human resources
2: So I started off in human resources in college. Um, I was working for a temp agency as a recruiting coordinator at the headquarters there. And I kind of like enjoyed um, doing the primary vetting of our candidates. And, you know, once I've figured out that, oh, this person would be perfect for our client, pass it on to the senior recruiter. And then from there, um, I was placed with a nonprofit research research company in Washington, DC, where I worked as a human resources assistant and I was still in college at the time. It really wasn't it was very much pushing papers. there was nothing fun about it. And I discovered very quickly that uh, maybe HR is not for me until I graduated um, from college. And I worked for a small agency in D.C. And they had a very, they had a retention problem. And it bothered me because it was a great company. And they were losing great employees. And in my mind, I was sitting there thinking, I see all the ways that these employees could have been retained had they been better at you know, their employee relations. There wasn't a HR department at that organization at that time. And at that moment, I knew that I saw the importance of HR and I grew my love for HR all over again. And I decided to go back to grad school, get my master's degree um, in management and human resources. And the rest is history.
1: Wow. That's a great story. Thank you. Like got your ins- you got your inspiration. That's, that's very cool. I love it. So Natasha, in your current role, what's been um, the most exciting thing that you've been able to do and, and what is it about that thing that made it most exciting?
2: Wow. Um, one of the most exciting things that I get to do, especially, well, as you said, in my bio, this is my first time, Specializing in HR. I've always worked as a generalist um, in my career or as an HR manager. And this is my first time specializing in benefits and wellness. So that is, it was kind of a culture change simply because anyone who's in benefits will let you know it is not the fun side of HR. And even when I bring, take my employees through, you know, their benefits orientation, the first thing I tell them is, Hey, listen. Benefits are amazing to have, but this orientation is probably the most boring session you'll ever sit through, but I'll try to make it <laughs> as lively as possible. <laughs> and you know, it's it, it's all about, that's what we do in human resources. We set reasonable expectations. And so, <laughs> you know, we have to tell the people the truth. Um, but one of the things that I enjoy most um in my field and what I'm doing right now is just the humans, the people that I work with. It always goes back to the human aspect of it in that um a lot of what I do is f m l a and a lot of in addition to you know benefits processing and managing but um when you go through f m l a cases and you know you sit down with the employee, you listen to their story. And it just lets, it just, it's a reminder of how strong the human mind and body, how resilient we are, but also how we should not take it for granted. And sometimes I will listen to the stories, you know, to, you know, the cases that my employees um, are going through. And just to know that through it all, you manage to keep it together, come to work, um, work towards the mission of our organization. And it renews in me the fire that just wants to work for them, that wants to provide resources for them, that wants to let them know that you are not alone um, to the measure that we can, here's how we can help you. But here are other resources that are available to you by way of EAP or contacting our bro- brokers or going through the insurance to find out What other resources are available to these team members? Um, And at the end of it, just knowing and having the satisfaction that the employee knows that they weren't alone in their journey. Um, I feel as though we are living in a time where a lot of employees just feel as though they're just another body producing work, but just letting them know that you still see the human in them. Um, and always keeping the human at the center of all the res- of all the services and resources that you provide. Um, to me, that that's what excites me. That's what keeps me going. It's not an easy feel. It's not, um, as I said, fun to work in. But the end results at the end of the day, knowing that you cont- you gave someone the peace of mind and you pointed them in the right direction, or in some instances you were a listening ear. And that to me ultimately is what I'm excited about, what really drives me.
0: I don't know what benefits me. You're not in or not the greatest things ever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I say that half jokingly. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It, yeah. it, it, you know, it, onboarding is great. And all of a sudden, then you start talking about Life insurance and salary continuation, whatever you may have, and you know, people <laughs> just I mean, yes. I, I,
2: can me- I can remember telling, Deadlines. I can
0: remember telling someone, you know, I said I was in, you know, union negotiations, and I would write summary plan description language, and boy, you know, <laughs> do you think anybody's going to sit down and read SPDs? I, I mean, <laughs> it takes a special soul, but no, I, yes. I think it's great. I appreciate that perspective of hu- the humanizing of it because, yeah, yes, but you know, FML is. Uh, we all know the challenges there and, and you want to be respectful and engaged and uh, it can be tough. I, I, I applaud you for that. I think that's great. Thank you. In one of the chats that we've had lately, you, you know, we talked about upcoming challenges for for the year. And I think we talked. about So what's one challenge in particular that you are looking forward to tackling this year?
2: I think one of the biggest challenges that I can say um, we're seeing across the board in every industry and in every field, and you'll probably see in almost every tweet of mine, is diversity and inclusion. For me, it's not more so the diversity part, because I do believe that a lot of organizations have done a great job at checking the box in terms of diversifying their organization um, in terms of age, race, um, gender, uh, what have you. But I believe that the biggest challenge um, for 2019 is the inclusion part. How do we include everyone? How does everyone buy into the mission statement? How does everyone believe, how do we get everyone to believe and understand that they are part of the equation, that they are part of the movement? And so for me, um, I think the inclusion part is definitely a challenge that I'm excited about um, continuing to c- tackle.
0: And how do, how do you plan to go about it in your own little way in, in terms of with your organization or what you're sharing out there? How do you plan to do that?
2: One of the things that I continue to do is, I mean, again, we talked about my organization eleven hundred plus employees. Um, how do you and again, you have employees of all age, of all gender, a race, but you also part of diversity is also the education, the different experiences that bring people bring to the table. You have c and e suite employees you have those of the employees that generally are the bread and butter to the organization meaning if um it's a design organization your designers are pretty much your bread and butter even though you have accountants you have receptionists you have facilities person and one of the ways i do so is by spending the time to get to know each person by name from the mailroom to the penthouse. Being able to not, like I remember not too long ago, my manager was joking with someone in the department and said, Natasha's that one person that will walk up to an employee and say, oh, how's your cousin's neighbor with the three kids and the dog that ran across the street and that she knows every single detail Of everyone that matters and makes them feel like they are part of the fold. For me, that's my brand. That's my personal brand, but that's my way of extending my brand onto others and letting them know that you're part of the fold. You, I am as vested in you as I am myself. We all play a part in this organization. Desmond Tutu, um, I believe, um, uses this word and it is, It is a zulu terminology that says ubuntu which means i am because we are and that is a theme that i carry in every aspect in my life and even um, at work i am because we are meaning that i am where i am today because of the people that i service the people that have hired me the people who entrust me to come to work on a daily basis the people who email me with questions, the people who turn to me with questions and expect an answer or a solution or what have you, I would not be where I am without each and every one of you. And you would not be here if not for the person next to you, because we we all contribute to the overall of this organization. Therefore, we all belong. And without the other, we're not complete. And so those are small ways in which, um, those are other small ways that I try to do that is, you know, making sure everyone knows everyone. If I walk down the hallway with one employee, someone says hi, say, oh, hey, did you, do you know so-and-so? Because, hey, it's a large organization. It's easy not to know people, but because of the work that I do, I interface with, the whole organization. So it then makes it easy for me to introduce my colleagues to other people that they would not necessarily know because the sides, the areas of the organization that they service or they work in is much smaller and therefore their interfacing is much restricted. So making sure that, you know, we all understand that we're part Of the organization, and no man in essence should be left behind. And those are small ways that I have chosen to tackle it on a personal level. And hopefully, it is infectious. Um, it, It bleeds out on others. People do the same because I mean, I've seen it and I get it all the time. A lot of employees say, you know what? I'm an introvert, but I really like that you know everyone. I think I need to be a little bit better at reaching out to others, and that's how it begins. That's how it starts. <laughs> Am I hiring?
0: Are you Are hiring? I hiring? I want to come. I, I, wow, you wow, uh, you rallied. You're amazing, Natasha. That's that's fantastic. I love it. I really do. I, I appreciate that very very much.
2: As my mom likes to say, no man is an island of their own. And so you need the person next to you as much as the person next to you needs you. And so I just think that, yes, I just think that, you know, one thing I also learned working in my industry is you just never know the weight of what your team members are going through. Or what the person standing next to you, behind you, in front of you, in line is going through. Um, we're living in, in very difficult times. And one, another challenge that I believe that all employers should put at the top of their list is also, you know, emotional wellness. And you just never know how your moment of kindness or your smile could be what it takes to take someone from, you know, an extreme to another, or just make them realize that, hey, maybe I do belong after all, or hey, maybe I am noticed, or hey, maybe this day is not so bad after all. And so I just think that we all have our part to play in it. But what I'm focused most about is making sure that my part is played so well that others would be willing to imitate it, practice it,
1: and take it on as their own. Yeah, that's, I love that. That's, you kind of wrapped it all up there. Natasha, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the new and improved Question Connection. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! So, our first question is, who was your first professional mentor and what was the most important or impactful thing you learned from them?
2: I would definitely say that my first mentor probably would be um Brandy Douglas, and she was my manager at one of the organizations that I worked for. And the one thing that she always told me was, pay attention to details, pay attention to details. Spreadsheets were not my thing, still isn't. However, working with her, it would always be the most, it would be the most minor thing that would always throw me off. And she would always tell me, pay attention to details, pay attention to details. And as time went on, I came to realize that everything is in the details. The smallest detail can affect your overall outcome. So that was my mentor and that was my biggest takeaway. And then i probably say Emily and her biggest advice to me and best advice to me has always been be prepared, never back down, and always fight for what you believe in.
0: Natasha, who is one person that you've connected with in the last year that you think more people should know? And doesn't have to be an HR person, but somebody that's made an impact that that you feel like, hey, I, I think more people need to hear hear about them or know them.
2: I would definitely say Ebony K. Williams. She is a political correspondent for Fox News, and I know that she has done, I believe, a few sports segments. Um, But definitely her. She has a book, pretty powerful. Uh, She was, you know, she talks about she became an attorney because she made a stupid mistake in college and had to go to court. And the judge told her, you have a bright future ahead of you and you're smart. We're going to just forgive this and allow you to go on with with your academic studies as long as you don't get in trouble again, what have you. And she did just that. She went to law school. She was very accomplished in her field and decided she wants to work in media. And, you know, she talked about her struggles and pretty much, I mean, I think that her book is a book that any recent graduate or anyone who is thinking of making a career change And they need to know that it is possible and it can happen as long as they put in the work and they believe in themselves. Personally, I've gifted that book about 21 times to various young ladies that I mentor. And I definitely believe that um, she would definitely be my top one.
1: If you can go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you now know?
2: Always believe in yourself. I think a lot of times um, as I went through my career, I would say I would find myself doubting myself because my viewpoints weren't always popular. It kind of sometimes went against the grain. And sometimes I would shy away from sharing my opinion because I feel that I would be the only one thinking the way I think or being left in the outskirts until I remember one day I was very open and honest in an interview. I walked through the the doors of the organization and I was like, there's no way they're going to hire me. So I sat during the interview and I said, you know what? I'm not going to even try to impress them. I'm just going to be me. And I'm going to answer every single question to each interview the way I choose to, um, the way I would normally think, as opposed to giving them answers that I believe that they want to hear. And I sat through that interview and I was me. I wasn't a candidate trying to impress an interviewer, hiring manager, VP of HR. I just answered the questions as I would have in my diary. And at the end of the interview, the person looked at me and said, when can you start? And I sat there in my heart. I was just like, oh, no, I just got hired for being me, like just being me, not going by the H.R. handbooks, not giving, you know, the just the positive Patty answers or whatnot. I was just as outspoken as could be, and a little bit too truthful. And I got hired for being me. And that's when I knew the impact of my brand. So if I were to go back to a younger me, I would tell myself, believe in yourself. You are your own brand. You are a brand. And don't doubt yourself. Someone will hire you. People will love you just for being you. No one else but you.
0: Natasha, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community?
2: First of all, I like giving back to the HR community by advocating on its behalf. Employees do not like HR. <laughs> they they really don't. Oh, come on. I mean, I, I mean, it's not like they don't like us, but. There is this misconception of who we are and what we do. And so oftentimes I always get, oh, you're cool for an HR person. And I'm like, no, we're all like that. HR has come long ways from the years and days of pushing paper. We are strategy. We are are not your enemies. We're your allies. And so between that and also, you know, mentoring and grooming young girls who tell me, oh, you're in HR, how do I get my footing into HR? And, you know, setting the reasonable expectations, but also, you know, advising them as to how to go about getting into the industry. So it's kind of like, and, you know, I do in my day to day beat a lot of, people who get discouraged probably by not being able to get a footing into HR. And one of the things that I love to do is tell them about how I how I landed back in HR and how hard that transition was. But, you know, I never gave up. Um, I stayed true to my what I believe to be my calling and my focus. And here we are now. Uh, but I do want to be a little bit more involved with the local chapter here in Washington, D.C. I've already set up a few appointments to kind of like meet with people just to kind of like gauge and see how I can just not be a member just to be a member, but truly be involved more in, you know, the different events or work that we do here. But yeah, to be continued. So what is your favorite movie? You know what? I don't have a favorite movie. But if you do ask me, I would probably say Angels on the Outfield. (laughs) I just remember loving that movie as a kid and just always doing the angel, you know, throwing your arms up because I see an angel. It's there. Yeah. I think that's one of um, my favorite movies and probably Cutting Edge. Good movies.
0: How about how about your favorite musician or band?
2: Okay, so I move to anything that has a sound. <laughs> 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 I do not have a favorite musician or movies. Somebody starts beating a pen, I'm there. I, I mean, I I don't know what to say. I just love That's music. Period. Awesome. Fair enough. Whatever okay. The genre is. How about a favorite TV show? Wow. Okay. So. Favorite TV show? I would definitely have to say it's between Suits, NCIS, and SVU. I had to think hard and not say
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I saw- Criminal
2: Justice. I mean, I- yeah. mm-hmm.
0: no, I was going to say SVU's getting ready. Aren't they hitting twenty years?
2: Yeah, That's but they're still relevant and very. That's amazing.
0: Good. Good for them. Yeah, I give them credit. That's great. If you like everything with a beat, then I guess we have that in common because I'm I'm kind of with you there. <laughs> so if you're not if you're not uh, thinking about those favorite movies or ba- dancing to the beat or listen following these criminal justice type shows, what else do you like to do outside of work?
2: So I volunteer with a nonprofit um, in Washington D.C. We mentor middle school and high school girls. The organization is called Be Polished. So I mentor there and I'm very involved in my local church here at was- in Washington, D.C. And outside of my church and the nonprofit that I work with, the young girls that I work with in Ward 7 and 8, I have, as of recently, been involved in local politics. Um, so I've worked two local campaigns this year, which was a very first and very exciting um, and kind of reminded me of my deeply rooted love for advocacy. So it's funny when you mentioned, you know, how do I give back to HR? I mean, it always goes back to advocacy. But I think um 2019, I probably definitely want to take that to another level.
1: Very cool. And finally, Natasha, if you weren't in HR, what do you think you'd be doing? So if I was not in HR... I'd probably be a lawyer
2: or social worker or doing some advocacy work somewhere because it's my interests have always lied within that little circle there.
1: Nice. I think we had another uh, former guest who wanted to do social work. I'm thinking Katrina.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just when you think about it, it's just all about, again, I mean, different people do different things for a different reason but for me it always goes back to being a resource to people in human resources we are a light in a lot of what we do in terms of providing guidance resources to people that they did not necessarily believe or understood that they had Um, that's part of what we do and I think in all of those other fields it continues to you know to provide resources, to be an advocate, to be a voice, um, a help or shield for those that are pretty much in need. And if I look at all of the career choices that I think that I would have followed or that I am right now, it ultimately all goes back to providing service to the human being.
0: Well, Natasha, I have to say, I'm glad you're not practicing law or social work and I was not kidding about if you're hiring, I I have to tell <laughs> you, I appreciate your energy and passion so much. I, I just, I really, really enjoyed. I'm so glad that we got this chance to talk and that we had a chance to get you out there. The listeners could hear you too. I have a feeling many of them are going to want to be following you if they're not already. So this is your chance to let people know what's the best way to reach you out there.
2: I would say the best way to reach me is on Twitter, Natty D shares. So that would be N A T T Y S H A R E S, and yeah, I wanna I wanna read your opinions. I wanna read um, your thoughts. Um, I wanna follow you, and if you wanna follow me and can deal with my tweets, let's do it.
0: Excellent. We will put that in the show notes for sure. Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for the listeners to find you?
1: Best way is always on my blog, MyDailyJourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And as always, the fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of the uh, monthly HR Social Hour Twitter chat. How about you, John?
0: Easiest way to find me, com. Click on the left-hand side of the screen at the top. You'll see some lines that will open up, and you can see all my social contacts there. Make sure that you uh, find those shows that you haven't listened to yet. Download, rate, review, share, anything you can do to help us boost the signal. We really appreciate. So, again, Natasha, appreciate you being with us tonight. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John.
1: And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect.
0: Give back. And network. network. Take care, everybody.
1: We'll see you all soon.